All right, everyone. Big episode of the Nordies podcast. We talk Obi-Wan, the boys, Atlanta, winning time. Our flag means death. We announce our new rewatch. We deep dive into Johnny Depp. Here we go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Doing well, man. Super good. How are you? I'm great. I hope everyone goes back and checks out our sports cast from earlier this week. It was awesome. Great episode. Lots of NFL talk. Quarterbacks moving all over the place. We talked T-Wolves. We talked State of Hockey. We talked soccer. We talked everything. Baseball. We're all over the place. It was a great episode, so go check that out. Um, And then also... Eric, Eric, you had a football take in there that's must hear. Yeah, it's very, very fucking controversial. So I appreciated it. And uh, so go listen to that, people. Yeah, go check it out. So do that. And also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Appreciate it. What are you drinking tonight? All right. I'm with our friends uh, Junkyard. And this is their Undersea World, which is a Belgian, Belgian-style golden ale. Um, we don't see enough Belgians. Remember when Belgians were everywhere? I like Belgians. Everywhere. You're a big Belgian yeah. guy, Eric. Mm-hmm. Me too. I almost got that today. Really? Yeah. So it's great. Nice. I am at a uh, kind of a local, I don't know if it's a diner out in Minneapolis. It's pretty close. It's called Wooden Ship uh, mm. Brewing. This is a Weather Report, Double Dry Hop, Hazy IPA. 5.3% ABV, cloudy, soft, and delicious. I think that's kind of all the things that we like um, in hazy IPAs. I feel like this beer kind of nails it. I'm very impressed. This is the first beer I've ever bought from Wooden Ship Brewing Company. Uh, I'm trying to support a local company, and uh, I'm happy that I did. This is a good cool. one. Okay, I got a beer that I thought was going to be really fun, and it's good, but it's not as fun as I was expecting. It's Surly's. Peppermint Echo Double IPA. A Peppermint Double IPA. What? And I was really excited to try it. Like, I've been waiting. I almost had one That's earlier. What a fucking peppermint beer. You don't think so? There's nothing, where's the peppermint come in? I, I have those in my fridge. It's just a double IPA, bro. Why is it called peppermint, then? <laughs> where does it say peppermint? Where Where are you getting the word peppermint from? Find the peppermint word. It's <laughs> I it's just, a permanent echo. It's a permanent <laughs> echo. I saw peppermint because it was red and white striped. I can see that now. Oh, no. I was imagining okay, so, it was a it's a double cane. West Coast, and it's fine. I was imagining it was a candy cane because it was red and white striped on the box. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like man, that's, that's hectic. A peppermint beer. I'm like, that's probably going to be bad, but it's going to be must try. It's but, just permanent, and now I'm really embarrassed, and it's also but, hey. Everybody go back and listen to Eric on the sports cast. He's totally normal. He's fine. Like he's not going to hurt anybody. It's just, yeah. man, what a, what a legend. What a legend. Imagine, imagine you were expecting peppermint in a beer and it, I was, it I didn't was happen. All time. <laughs> whole time and you're was, sitting there tasting it. It's subtle. It's subtle, but um, yeah, I can get it a little bit. All I got home and I was like, man, I should just try that peppermint beer. <laughs> Wow, and you're teaching crazy. the youth of our of America. That's a problem. I am, I am reading. Love but this right, is uh, modern. This is modern culture. This isn't historical, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, who needs it? All right, guys. So let's move on to do we care? 
And uh, we have to start out with Pete Davidson because he is just like very famous now. Um, yeah. If you saw his text messages with Kanye, he kind of fought back against Kanye and they're just both like posting their text conversations with each other. I don't know who's more insane between the two of them. I oh, think Kanye's no. definitely Kanye by more. like 1 million degrees. I know, but he was also like just saying like, come see me at Sunday service. And Pete was good. Like he, it was like the, uh, the guy that like didn't hear back from the girl and then just like kept texting. Yeah. And you're like, dude, stop. It's, it's even weirder now. Just stop. We just, so I'm definitely team skeet. Um, and I, I like the name skeet and I want to stick with that for skeet Davidson. So yeah, I'm a big Skeet fan. Um, I can't believe him and Kim are even still. I thought that was fake, dude. But I guess that they've been together a long time now. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm into the yeah. whole drama. It's been fun. He uh, yeah, the the picture he posted. He, Kanye said, "Where are you?" And he said, "In bed with your wife." And posted a picture. Dude. It was great. Um, it's all funny. And he's getting his own TV show, kind of based on his own life, produced by Lauren Michaels. And this is hopefully going to be on a cool channel, but I feel like it's going to be on like network TV. It won't be on network TV. It'll be R rated or mature rated, whatever. And I think it's going to be on Peacock. I'd imagine. Um, dude, if you guys watched uh, MacGruber, you'd see that Peacock can come up with an awesome R rated comedy, but you guys were not into that. Um, so I, I have high hopes for it and it's going to be like, okay, so like Louie is one of those shows, which was brilliant before he got canceled um, where it's sort of about him. But he's playing a character at the same time. You know, it's autobiographical. Um, Kirby Enthusiasm would be another one to look at. So I think the show has a lot of potential. Um, I don't think Skeet is that funny, but he is a hell of a charismatic character. So he, he should be able to character or carry a show. I'm into it. I care. By the way, Louis is super underrated as a TV As a TV show and as a comedian, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. He just is a problematic motherfucker, so... Who is the guy who he just copied though? Who's like British and like more funny? Um, and he was not. I don't know. Oh, that guy. Yeah. You, oh, Louis copied him. Yeah, they're like the same guy. They're like the same Steve, exact. Uh, oh my. God. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Gervais, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. They're just the same. Oh, guy. they're not this. They're different. No, 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 no. One's British, and they both have the same kind of sense of humor. A little bit. I can see that a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll move on. Matt Reeves is working on an Arkham Asylum horror show for HBO Max. I think this is going to be really cool. Well, so, yeah, so before Jimbo, Jimbo, you can go into it, but I think it started off as like a Gotham PD show. It was supposed to be like a... No, that's still a, happening. That's happening too. But I think I think what happened is that, that Gotham PD evolved into the Arkham Maybe. show. Or did that evolve into the Penguin show? Because they're doing the Penguin show. No, Matt Reeves said that the Gotham PD spinoff show evolved into okay. the Arkham. And, and well, I'm I'll sure it'll what, be, I'm it'll more be interested in the, in the Arkham show than I would be in the, like a police procedural set in. Like, dude, anytime they take one of these big, exciting worlds with superheroes and they spin it off to the point where the superheroes aren't in it and it's about mundane things within that world, like regular cops... I couldn't be less interested, dude. Couldn't agree more. Okay. So, um, Arkham. Hell yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I mean, DC well, has made one show so far, and we all fucking loved it. So, why not give them, keep coming, bring them more, more, more. Let's go. Probably better than, like, you know, 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, and Arkham is like this, um, as far as like movie and TV content, kind of an untapped resource. I feel like it's been more prevalent in video games and the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always like, uh, you know, you could see it in the city skyline or like they referenced it or, you know, like Scarecrow in the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman stuff. You know, he was like, well, my patience at Arkham, but you never mm-hmm. actually like, you never like fully went there. I don't know. I mean, there were, there were little bit clips here and there. Um, so to like fully explore Arkham in a TV series, I think would be very intriguing, like really like could be done well. And spoiler free from the Batman movie that Matt Reeves did. Um, they talked a lot about how, you know, Gotham was, was essentially sort of founded by two families. One of them was the Waynes and the other ones were the Arkhams. And so I think they already were planting seeds to make the history of the Arkham Asylum interesting and, um, you know, the powers behind it and all that stuff. So, dude, I'm I'm sold. I'm ready. Um, bring on more of the Batman world. I like this new Batman world. It's, um, it feels pretty grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Like more so than like somehow still really stylized. Like it was both realistic and stylized. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. But like especially like the fighting and stuff like that. Even when he was flying, he was like sketchy, like hang gliding. Yeah, the wingsuit, right? Instead of like a cape. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty like stripped down, like a little more realistic. And I'm kind of excited to see where HBO takes it. Doesn't even need a superhero to tell some of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to some trailer news. The Obi-Wan trailer dropped this week. We're all really excited about this show. Did the trailer get you more excited for it? Absolutely. I mean, I was already peaking, right? I'm peaking. Um, could not be more excited. <laughs> yeah, take the sound bite. Do it. Um, I'm peaking right now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't catch me peeking. Um, look, man, the, the, the score comes in, you get Duel of the Fates in there, you get some Vader stuff. I think Ewan McGregor looks fantastic. Um, the Inquisitors look really cool, although the chief, the head Inquisitor looked a little goofy. Like, I don't know. I wasn't sold on his character like that like, much, but... Didn't it look like they were like, get us Dave Batista," And then they were like, uh, he doesn't want to do it. And then they were like, get us a different guy who's big with a wrinkly head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what I saw. Um, yeah, and so there was a lot of sh- shit online, like, this is what the, you know, the character should look like, and he should have, like, a big tall cone head, because he's a different species, whatever the fuck. I think it looks cool. Um, I think it's gonna look like a, like a six-hour movie. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Uh, greatest trailer of all time for the greatest show of all time? We'll see. I bet you Star Wars fans don't like it. Really? Well, I think they like the trailer. Anything. I think the news that came out today has soured folks a little bit. What was that? That the original script that they had for Obi-Wan was too dark for Kathleen Kennedy, and she decided to go in a different direction. So they paused the production and delayed it by like eight months so that someone else could come in um, and write a new script with the director. And they did that, and they wanted to feel like a ray of hope. Oh, and that's quoting that's quoting Kathleen Kennedy directly. Like, from, oh, like that's not that. So you Kennedy. hear Kathleen Kennedy and you're triggered, and I think yes, a lot of people very are much as so. well. Very yeah. much. So. I hear Kathleen Kennedy and I think a job well done every time. Right. Yeah. On which which particular project are you really proud of her? Um, solo for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, she was anything? most hands-on on that one, let's say Does that. Does she have anything to do with Mandalorian? I don't think I, so, besides hiring the people that did it. I don't think she's I mean, really... Yeah, she's she's an executive producer, but I'm that's just, you know, because they're funding it, though. I do think that Mandalorian is the tone that I think Star Wars should, should have, mm-hmm. where there is hope and there is, like, wonder and there is, like, these heartwarming moments, but it's also dark and gritty and violent at the same time. Like, I think mm-hmm. they walk the line so perfectly. It's kind of what I expect from, from Star Wars. So I'm hoping that um, Obi-Wan is coming in at least at, like, that level of grit and violence. Yeah, but, like, each story should have its own tone, right? It they can, all shouldn't yeah. fall. They all shouldn't funnel into the same sort of canonical... Uh, these are some bad things, and then, but it's ultimately going to end up good because, like, that's not that's not the way that this world should work. That's not the way George ended um, Revenge of the Sith. That's not mm-hmm. the way the story should pick up. Uh, it certainly right. doesn't. These pick are up, dark, you know, dark times for yes, the Jedi, for the galaxy, um, for the rebellion, etc. Yeah. Like, it's not great. It's a total rebuild, if you will. Let's steal something from the sports cast. So I think anyway, I think that. You know, when you hear like Kathleen Kennedy say it's too dark, it feels like it's going to be a bit fluffy, and that makes me sad. That that I'm not going to. Ha- I'm not going to get. I'm not going to let that taint my expectations. I'm just I, like I said. I'm peeking, dude, and I'm ready to go. I know. I know. I, I'm not. I okay. And and that's fair. I I hope you don't. I want you to stay peaked. I want your whole peak <laughs> to be like your peak to rise to the top. But I'm <laughs> I'm suddenly nervous. Like when I wasn't and mm-hmm. the, I thought the trailer was awesome. Like I thought it hit all the notes, like, you know, whatever the inquisitors make up, they, they could fix that in post before the thing even drops. It doesn't even matter. But like true. when I hear like Kathleen Kennedy being like, I had my thumb on the scale quite a bit on this one. It seriously makes me feel uneasy. Yep. I understand. With you, it's going to be real dark. Um, I will say this. Uh, it's going to be the second best Star Wars show. So I'm really excited about it. Eh, we'll see. Oof. We'll see. Oof. How could it be the I second just, best Star Wars show when it's the greatest show of all time? Um, because it my will definition be has to be the best. It'll be Star the greatest show. show until Ahsoka comes out, and it's yeah. Ahsoka, Thrawn, Ezra, etc., Sabine, and they're duking it out in the edge of the galaxy. And the greatest character of all time in Star Wars, Grand Admiral Thrawn, shows up. It's going to be sweet. When are we going to get that Mark McGrath looking fucker with the goatee, the shitty goatee, and the the mini pony? I mean, do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Which he's show not, is he going to pop in on? He's not alive. Oh, he died? He's dead. Oh, that's for the best. Yeah. He looked real dumb. Yeah. Sorry, anyone who's watching the cartoons. Um, all right. The Boys also dropped... Damn it, Eric. Yeah. The Boys <laughs> also dropped the trailer. Um, I will 100% watch The Boys, but I like it less than you guys do. Oh, you do? Yeah, I like it. It's good, but it's like... It's not, I don't know if it's enjoyable always. It's pretty, it's a pretty dark show. And it's not always fun. It's not always fun, I guess is what I would say. I think it is fun. I think you sort of have to accept that maybe you don't care about the characters as much as on some other shows. And you're just there for the violence and this darkness and the silliness. Um, Okay, I like that take. I think it's a little different approach. It's not the best show on TV. It's like a strong B or maybe an A minus. When it's bad, when it's at its best, but it's a lot of fun, man. And they, I just respect that they just go for it. It is like a wild and weird show. 
the writer's room must just be like all, you know, there's no bad ideas in the writer's room because they do whatever the hell they want. Um, Homelander's fantastic. The trailer looked crazy. I feel like they either gave away way too much or they're misleading us or whatever, because there was massive plot pieces in there and no dialogue at all. Yeah. Well, there was like two massive plot pieces and everything else was mostly fluff, right? Yeah. It was like, they, they got a shot of like every soup having sex. Yep. You know, every soup um, having sex, seven bodies blown up at least. Lots of, lots of like internal explosion. Right. Um, lots of laser eye deaths, uh, which is a staple. Yes. Um, no, no footage of the hero gasm yet, but I'm guessing, you know, what, <laughs> what did they say? That's going to be like episode four or episode three or something like that. Probably. Um, Homelander was milking a cow getting off. Um, and that's How just like part, that's just part and parcel for the show. And I, I'm in the same camp as Jim of like, um, because it's so far in the other direction for superheroes, I think that's what makes it more interesting than watching like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like I, you know, like I, I think that show was fine. I think the boys is more interesting. Like I'd oh, rather yeah. watch the boys. Yep. Um, I think the trailer. So we watched the red band trailer. This wasn't just like, so this was like intentionally gory with like, but there was also no dialogue. We didn't hear anybody speak. It was like mm-hmm. music and like, three second shots of like tons of stuff and like bodies blowing up. I think the show looks awesome. Um, I've got a quick uh, tie in to a, a, a show that I'm watching, which is the boys diabolical cartoon. Apparently the finale for the cartoon is Canon and ties into boys season three. Okay. So I think so that might be it. important. I didn't know that it had dropped cause I don't ever turn on prime to like go shopping for something to watch. You know what I mean? I have to like hear that they have something new. Well, because it's um, the worst uh, user interface. Yeah, and exactly. And even if there yeah. was something worth watching, I'm not going to find it through their UI. No, I mean, you won't. Zero, zero, zero. We had to like read on a fucking blog and then go find it, search it, you know, and that was a great show. So, yeah, um, I will watch it. I will watch Diabolical and let you know what I think. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Atlanta season three trailer dropped as well. I mean, the trailer for this is so fucking weird. I don't know what's going on, other than the fact that they're in You're London. In Europe. Uh, yeah, or in Europe. It's it's probably some, you know, European tour. Um, other than that, like, I don't... I wonder if the show has gone, like, so far off the rails that it's lost its own identity, if it even had one mm-hmm. to begin with. But, like, I always felt like it was uh, Don Donald Glover's character with Paperboy... Each. And it was like, yeah, like trying to trying to make their way through like, you know, some weird like white man's world shit in Atlanta um, mm-hmm. and get Paperboy like as much pub as they could. And then it, that all of a sudden just like went by the wayside and we didn't really follow his career much anymore. Right. Except when he was getting a haircut or beat up you know, walking through like a neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. Like, the, the, yeah, so you show, didn't like, like last season that weird. much. It was just too, no. too weird. No, I think the show was good, but I don't know what it's about anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, like there was a whole episode of like, you know, Donald Glover and Zazie beats at like a German, you know, Oktoberfest. Uh, Wasn't thing. it a, a white people celebrating Juneteenth or something like that? 
Oh, maybe that's what it was. I don't know I don't what remember. it was, but yeah, it's a bit, I mean, that, dude, that was like three years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, true. it hasn't been on forever. I'm excited. I think that Donald Glover is a is an artist. Um, he makes art. It's not always linear. It doesn't always follow the same plot beats you'd expect. Um, but you get these ma- amazing moments, right? So maybe two episodes suck. One of them is fucking amazing and weird and different and something you've never seen before. And it's worth watching for those moments. So I'm excited. Um, I mean, I, I dude, I, Moon Knight and Kenobi are like way at the ceiling for me. And then, you know, Atlanta's in the middle. I'll watch it for sure. All right. How about some shows that are coming out? Better Call Saul season, final season starts April 4th. Will you guys watch this? So I haven't, okay, I watched the first season and a little bit into the second season. It is a very boring show, dude. It's like well acted and well written, but it's, the pacing is like crazy slow. Um, And plus you kind of sit there and feel like, why am I even watching this? I know what's going to happen to these characters, right? So this is the season where even Vince Gilligan was like, look, we're tying completely into Breaking Bad now, um, which makes me think that maybe we'll get Breaking Bad characters in there. I might, might just turn on that first episode of those last season and just watch the last season. I'm sure it's going to be good. Uh, it is a good show. It just hasn't kept my attention, but I might try to watch the last season. See what happens. Don't hold me to it. Okay. Well, a couple of lot. We, we, we know you'll watch at least two episodes. Yeah. I'll watch, yeah. I'll watch a couple. A couple weeks later, Russian doll season two comes out. Hell yeah. I love this show. What a great first season. Was it Natasha Leone? Leone? Correct. She was great. Bunch of great actors and actresses in it. Like a cool, like, tie back thing. Like, you know, like, it's got a cool, like, sci-fi plot element going. So, I'm into the show. I'm excited. Yeah. Weird Not sci-fi Netflix, right? Plot. Netflix is Russian Doll. Yeah. 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 Weird sci-fi plot. Um, did it fall into um, the pandemic as, like, we had nothing else to watch but mm. that and Tiger King? And we were like, wow, this is so much better than Tiger King. Right. Or... Is it actually a good show? I feel like it's actually a good show. Um, I'm excited to see. God knows where season two could go because season mm-hmm. one was such a trip. Um, I think it'll be, I don't know, maybe something. I'm I'm hoping that it is like season two of Fleabag where you're like, I loved season one. Season two is significantly better and mm-hmm. I want more of it. So yeah, that, that could be. And I feel like it is going to be either just like, one more season and it's not very good. And the show's over because they had like this plot device where she's got the living a groundhog's day over and over again, that breaks at the end. So what do you do with season two? Do you have to like make it even crazier? Um, it's, I think it's make or break. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to either be like unwatchable or better. You know, one of the two, I think that'll make it easy for us. There you go. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, what about this one? Umbrella Academy dropping June 22nd, season three. I watch the show. Um, it's like a guilty pleasure because it's not very good, but I like it. It's like a B minus. It's fun. It's got some action. It's pretty pretty cheesy, um, but it's it's like a good story. It's based off these graphic novels, so they have like actually good plot stuff to pull from. Um, so the you know the the plot strokes are good, and it's kind of funny. But there's some really bad actors on this show, like problematically bad. Like after the show ends, probably won't get other jobs. <laughs> and it can be distracting, but it's good. It's like a B minus. So I care. Okay, guys. Well, what about this? Do you care about a, I love the dead, a walking dead spinoff. I don't care at all. Ryan, you're a walking dead. I, expert. 
well, um, <clears throat> okay. Then we don't have one. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think that makes none of us an expert then. But I think The Walking Dead is one of the first shows we talked about on the podcast from like a, like a zeitgeist perspective of like mm-hmm. it had gone from like, I don't know, AMC was kind of peaking from Breaking Bad and then they did Walking Dead and then all of a sudden like its notoriety was sky high. And season one of Walking Dead was like top notch TV. Everybody loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. The one of the greatest the pilots of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> season two, they went to the farm and everybody panned it and hated it. And then, you know, kind of worked itself out. But we all kind of checked out probably around like season three or four. Yeah. I think I, I watched we- it. I think I watched half of the season after they left the Glen cliffhanger of who did Negan kill with the bat. Oh, yeah. So then they came back. That was the worst cliffhanger of all time. They come back, reveal Glenn is the one that died, was my favorite character. And then I just hung out a little while longer, and I was like, Negan is so fucking bad. Like, he is so cringy. I couldn't watch it anymore. He's dead to me. Yeah, and then they shot Carl again. Oh, my God. Couldn't care less about Carl at all at that point. Most annoying character ever. Lori was a psycho. And... Dude, I remember. I do remember watching the Glenn baseball bat head, and you, Jimbo, were saying like that was really hard to watch the way that they filmed it because he was like stuttering. Anyway, yeah, it was actually gross, dude. And I, I can get down with like a lot of great practical effects. That one, seeing a character you actually like, that was hard to watch. So, um, we did not watch Fear the Walking Dead. I don't think any of us did. Oh, I watched their- eight episodes of it, six episodes of it. It was horrible. You watched the first season? Yes. Oh my I don't God. know why the fuck I, I watched, did. I watched six minutes and was like, this is the same shit. It's stupid. It's so bad. Um, so, okay. So you watched that. Um, that's fine. That's the JC. That's the JC. That's you know, what I do. Where, I have to. Um, I the people. I don't think you're going to watch any of this. No. This is called um, Isle of the Dead or something, and it's... It's Maggie, who's still alive, and Negan, who apparently is still alive. And that's how is Maggie still alive, for God's sake? I don't know. I don't know. How is Negan? Who cares? Who cares about any of this, honestly? What are we even doing? I couldn't care less. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. That, 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 that was way too long, Eric. That's my fault. I can't believe you guys. All right. How about this? Taika is likely <laughs> coming back to Mandalorian season three, reprising his role as IG 11, the kind of funny robot that was like a bounty hunter. Anything with Taika, I'm in. Anything with Mandalorian, I'm in. Love this match. Um, I hope he's like a key character. Yeah, he wasn't in it very long. Was he just in the first episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bring him back. I mean, he he got blasted, but with these droids, right? I mean, he could just be a different IG model. Or like he could be like, yeah, they repaired me. They booted me back up. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's all good. I I want him. I love this match, and I then the show does need a little more comedy. Uh, when a lot of the comedy is yeah. like silly things that Grogu does, it's not enough for me. Um, so I do think it will add some nice comic relief. Uh, and then finally, when droids. I'll just say this one thing: when droids work, they add a ton. Yes. When they All suck, right. they suck. But like, yeah, I, I mean, K two S O is the best droid in the history of Star Wars. Perfect. Yeah. Can you guys believe that they got Matthew Barry, who's so fucking awesome and hilarious and talented, to do the voice in um, of the droid in uh, fucking Boba Fett? And 
It was horrible. They didn't know what to write for him. He couldn't have one funny line the entire time. Just a waste. Bro. What what droid was he? He was like the protocol droid that was like a pra- uh, he was at the palace all the time. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Matthew yeah. Barry yeah. from what we That's do in the sad. shadows. Who's so funny? Need more of him. All right, finally, Florence Pugh and Austin Butler are rumored to be in Dune two. Um, I don't know enough about Austin Butler to be excited, but Florence Pugh is fantastic. Top of the game will be an amazing addition to an already amazing movie. We picked it as our Nordy winner movie of the year, drama movie of the year. Um, so I can't wait for the second mm-hmm. one. The more the merrier when it comes to an already elite cast. Well, they, they killed off some of them, so they're not all, yeah. uh, they're not all coming back. So they need to replace, you know, they got some money. They got a little bit of budget to work with. I'm really some, excited for doing too. I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I mean, they did a lot of build up in the first one and it, it should pay off in the second one. I still can't believe that they didn't green light the second one right away that they had to wait for the box office anyway. I but they're, I think they're going to start, they start filming like pretty soon and then it'll be out next year. So awesome. Great news. All right, guys, let's move on to hot wrecks and not wrecks today. Uh, Jim, you've been watching The Dropout on Hulu. Is this something that people should be watching? I think so. I think so. So it's Amanda Seyfried, right? Remember from Mean Girls and shit? Um, she's really, really good. She's actually a very good actress. And she's playing Elizabeth Holmes, who did that um, Theron- Theranos, um, which was like that that kind of startup where it was, you know, she was a dropout of college. She swindled all these big investors to give her millions of dollars she was faking their like demos and stuff. This like t- blood testing machine never really worked or worked partially. Um, and she's in fucking prison right now. Uh, and she's about our age. Like she's maybe maybe between mine and Ryan's age. So she got like off to a hot start. Um, and it is a cool story. I did watch the HBO documentary on her like a while back. And what a weird woman. And I think Amanda Seyfried is killing this role. I wreck this show. It's on Hulu. Um, it's, you know, if you're into like a sort of a biopic show, which is what this is, it's a true story, then you'll enjoy it. If you're not, then skip it. But I think it's really, really well done and I'm enjoying it. Eric, your thoughts on biopics? Go. I don't like them. I don't know why. I like want to enjoy them. They're so cool and popular and like so FX. And I just yeah. am not feeling it. I, it's like, especially if I know the story, I'm even more not interested. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, I did finish. I'll just say another biopic. I finished Pam and Tommy, which was also on Hulu. And I did like the show. Ultimately, it's not a wreck for me, though, because I literally think the first couple episodes were the best. And the last episode is probably the weakest, which is not the order you want a show to go in. So um, in the end, I don't know if the show really knew what it was even trying to be about or trying to say. So um, well, but how much is there to say? Yeah, that's kind of it too. Like, why even make it? Yeah. Besides the fact that they they got two actors to do a really really good job playing the like identical versions of the real life counterparts. But are we that interested in no. Pamela Anderson or Tommy I mean, Lee? Yeah, but I think if they did if they did four episodes, yeah, okay, fine. I think people long. could be. Yeah. yeah, they they try. They're like, oh well, we got to get this part in and this, and you're just like. No, we know what happened. Somebody stole the tape, extorted them for millions of dollars, and, you know, computer viruses spread like herpes. Right? There you go. Uh, yeah, not a wreck on that one, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this uh, dropout on Hulu is going to be good. So, All right, we are all watching Severance now. Where are we at with our thoughts on this show? Is this the current title belt holder? For me, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Nobody's watching this show but us. So it can't be really the, like, national title belt holder, but it's ours for sure. I'm kind of beat the drum on this show. I think it is wonderful. Everybody's sleeping on it because Apple TV has never made anything worthwhile. But this is just so fucking well done and interesting. And it makes, it leaves me with like such a weird, like mood. I don't know. It just takes, it transports you or something. It's just a main show. I'll give my take that the shows that try to use retro tech, nobody's really nailed it the way severance has Mm -hmm. like of this, like, I don't know, dystopian corporate world, Right. right. That utilizes retro tech in some way this show like so i'm i'm personally my wife and i are like kind of slow playing it like we want to enjoy the show we don't want to binge it um we're trying to hold off as as off you know as much as we can but like the mystery behind all of this stuff is so compelling (laughs) that it makes you want to like just play the next one like we got to find out um, like even in, you know, episode two, it opens up with, um, Adam Scott, you know, just kind of going about his routine and you're just like, wow, like they have thought of all of these little mm-hmm. tiny details and they all matter and they're all important. And it's such a fun watch. Um, and it doesn't slow down. Like it, it just, it's a great show. I, I, we're loving it so far. The concept is so perfect to play around with because you get to have like, Every actor can, at some point, or they already are, playing two versions of themselves. Their in-office version version, and their real-life out-of-office, innie and outie version, right? Innie and outie, yeah. And the way that they they can kind of change their face, how they, like, communicate, they the way they walk between the two different people is fucking amazing. And Adam Scott, to me, is, like, just blowing my mind with his, his skill. So, dude, this show is, is so fucking good. Um, props to Ben Stiller for putting this thing together. Props to all the actors and actresses. The writing team is like, whoever the hell wrote it is unbelievable. So severance on Apple plus is for my title bell holder for sure. I and don't I'd like to add, I'd like to add that. I feel like the writing team has done a good job of kind of like holding some stuff back mm-hmm. initially. Oh, they like, give you just the got, right amount. Yes. It's gotta be so hard to just, to find the right amount of breadcrumbs, right. you know, to, to lay down. And I feel like they're doing a very good job of that while keeping you following the trail, but not satiated, you mm-hmm. know, like you want to, you want to know where it ends. So uh, I can't wait to finish the show. To me, this is, this is this giving me similar vibes to in lost before they open the hatch. Yeah. When they yeah. found the hatch yeah. That was like about peak TV for me. What the fuck is in the hatch? I needed I to know so bad. I need to know. Is there like diseased people down there? Is it a city? Like, what is it? Like, yeah. I had to know what was in the hatch. It was the most exciting thing ever. And this is kind of <laughs> how this feels like. I'm like living for this mystery. I right want to know what the company does. I mean, I don't even want to spoil anything because if you, for the people that haven't, that are listening that haven't watched it, which is probably most of them, um, the less you know, the better. Just go into it, just knowing it's like, better black mirror and as a, a recent subscriber it's 4.99 for apple tv for a month 
So you, if you wait, you know, whatever, a few weeks, you'd probably be able to binge the whole show for yep. five bucks. Yeah, beautiful. I think I touched on that last week, too. Um, also, can I ask a quick lost question? Just a quick one. Sure. Did a season end on the hatch opening, but they didn't show you anything inside? They just, like, found it and then, I like, think pulled it open. End cut. season one. What's that? I believe, I believe that was the end of season one. They found Them the finding the hatch? Yeah, like the very end, like John Locke yeah. like found it at the end of season one or something. Yeah, because you knew like throughout the season he was sneaking off somewhere and knew more than everybody else. But yeah, then you found out about the hatch. And then season two was like, they didn't open it till halfway through. They were trying to get it open. It started with Desmond in the hatch, like dancing around and like pushing the button. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep like, what is this? Where is this? And then you realized it was in the hatch. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys also started watching HBO's new show, Winning Time. What'd you think about it? Woo! Oh, hell yeah. Fun show, dude. Great cast. I mean, this is the story of the Showtime Lakers, right? So, like, it's so interesting. I'm a big NBA fan. And so I don't, you know, I don't like the Lakers, but it doesn't matter because the show is hella entertaining. And to me, it just gives awesome, like, perspective on the NBA in general, like, at that time. It's... It's more historical NBA information. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Than like feeling like you're rooting for whatever. But um, dude, great cast. I mean, they got all these like cool, like great actors that look like the you know their real world counterparts. I, Eric, I'm sorry, it's a biopic, but I don't. I think it's way more fun, and I think it's probably like looser than some of the other ones. Um, to me, it feels super more lighthearted. Like, um, like it's like a high school movie or something, you know, of them trying to pull off this crazy thing of buying a shitty team and then you know building it up and who should they draft and all that stuff like eric you're you are going to like it i know i know you will it's it's so much fun it's hard r-rated uh i think it's on hbo right hbo max correct so you yeah. know what's yep. going to be good eric have you watched yeah. it yet no i haven't started it but i did start the other brand new hbo show our flag means death the new type yes show. and i watched the first five episodes now yeah, me too. First five episodes, I actually think the show is really funny. And I was a little <laughs> concerned. I was a little worried um, in the first episode. The first episode really? starts out pretty silly, and I was like, maybe it's not funny. And I was a little concerned, but I stuck with it, and now I think it's hilarious. I love the characters. The main guy is perfection. Yeah, he's so good. I think that the show is more pleasant than it is funny. And I yeah. think that's okay. Like yeah. it definitely, I watch it with a smile on my face, but I'm not like, you know, laughing my ass off the whole time, but it's like, I care about it. I like want to, you know, see these pirates do well. And it's, it's a fun ass show. I really am enjoying it so far. It is like a breath of fresh air. The drama of the show seems like that, not that much drama. And right. his transformation through the episodes has been just awesome. So I think Taika, a- yeah, have you watched? So you've seen the ones where Taika comes in as Blackbeard. Yeah. yeah, he's great. God, is he a yeah. good actor too, or what? He's just he's awesome good. in everything. He's good in everything. So yep. I'm really great. enjoying it. I think this is a wreck for sure. Yeah, that's different. So Winning Time and Our Flag Means Death both drop in. I think on Sundays, but maybe both of them. So HBO once again fucking hits it out of the park with two new shows. All right, guys. Well, let's move on to our newest rewatch. We said we would announce this week. And we've officially decided that our new rewatch is going to be the Oceans movies. We're going to start with Oceans 11 this week. So everybody join in. It's on HBO, I believe. 
watch Ocean's Eleven with us, and uh, we will start our new rewatch next week. Um, and join us. It's fun. I, I think it's fun for those of you guys who have been, um, you know, watching along with us in our rewatches. And hopefully you guys have some of the same takes or you're enjoying some of the things that we're finding or thinking about these movies when we go back and watch them. So is Eric as the host of hosts, if you will, is he our Danny Ocean? And if so, then Ryan, who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm the, like, what's his name? Uh, Wilson, like the, the computer guy (laughs) has like sweaty, sweaty hands. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. I'll have to watch it this week, and maybe we can we can decide on that. All right. I, well, it would. I mean, if we're if we're gonna do this correctly, it would be you know, Eric is George Clooney, Jimbo is uh, Brad Pitt. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that. I'm and I'm Matt Damon. There you go. Pickpocket, I love it. But but really, I'm I'm Nelson, the computer guy. You know. I, I figured you'd be the guy in the like the silk robes that's financing the whole thing. Oh, Reuben, yeah. <laughs> the old, like the the old Jewish. I got some remaindered furniture I need to send to you. Yeah, like the poolside guy. guy. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna finally uh, go to a segment we haven't done in a while, and that is um, what do we call it? Overrated, underrated, properly rated? Deep dive. Deep it's dive. a deep dive. Yeah, and we're gonna decide if if some actor or actress is. We're going to go over their whole career and decide, are they properly over or underrated? So we're going to go with someone who has a super long catalog. So we're going to have to go quickly and pick the biggest hits. Um, but this person is someone we watched in our last rewatch. It is very recently. Who has yeah. fallen off significantly, but was on top of the world just a few years ago. And that is Johnny Depp. So we're going to go check Johnny. out. If we think Johnny Depp is a big deal, if he's overrated, underrated, or properly rated, so we start out early in Johnny's. Career. Let's do let's do our fa- let's do our favorite thing though, mm. which is where do you think they are before hearing any of the movies, any of the recap? Do you think they're overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Overrated for sure. I'm going to start with overrated. I will definitely say overrated. Okay, as well. so let's find out. All right, so we start out early. Johnny Depp, 1984, as a kid, he's in Nightmare on Elm Street. He follows that up with Private Resort and Platoon in 1986. Damn, so he's off to a big start. I mean, yeah, two huge two, movies. Two he's three long. big ones, yeah. Uh, he's in Slow Burn, and then he's in 21 Jump Street. Right. That's a TV show, though, right? No, he's in a movie, 21 Jump Street. It's well, they maybe made a movie out of it. TV show and the movie. Okay. Um, then Edward Scissorhands. Electric. I watched it with my kids the other day, actually, like a few weeks ago over Christmas. They loved it. It's it's a great movie. Uh, follows that up with Crybaby and Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. But that was a teen on TV character. Um, okay. Arizona Dream, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which was mm-hmm. a critically with acclaimed. With a young Leo DiCaprio. Um, Benny in June. Uh, Ed Wood, very critically acclaimed, but not commercially. Uh, Don Juan, DeMarco, and uh, Dead Man. So this is getting him to the mid-90s at this point. He was red hot in the early 90s. as cooled off I'm a seeing bit. a step back, yeah. Uh, it goes into Nick of Time, The Brave, Donnie Brasco, and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I feel like Fear and Loathing, he kind of reemerged, right? Yeah, the movie is like loved by the audience and hated by the critics. I always liked it. It's hard to watch. It's too weird, and I, I don't love it, to be honest. I think he had a great performance. Is that, but... 
Is that Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah yeah yeah? I'm not a big Hunter. S. I don't know what his appeal is. Hunter S. Thompson. I don't get it. But that's no. Cool. And like I think, but I think like those last two that Eric mentioned were good. The first two and the three before that were not. Okay. So I think he finally found some, you know, at least marginally commercial success. Yeah. All right, so late '90s, L.A. without a map, Sleepy Hollow, which I think was supposed to be a big movie. To that bad. It was still working with Tim Burton, but that one is trash. It was the second highest grossing movie he had been with in that at that time. The Ninth Gate, The Astronaut's Wife, uh, Chocolate, which I think was like upper awards. Yeah, Ninth Gate was so bad. Uh, I remember that I remember it was like a demon stuff. movie, demonology type of shit. Really, really che- cheesy. Yeah, and, bad. and he was like writing in the attic, and it was just, it never made sense. No. Um, before Night Falls, The Man Who Cried, and then a movie that I loved as a teenager. Blow. Yeah, he was so good in Blow. Pure <laughs> charisma. Blow was just an all-time movie. Because I took some illegal plants over an imaginary line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's in 2001. Then he's in From Hell, All the Love Can, The Second Coming, Breakfast with Hunter, and that leads him into 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Dude, bad. Brutal stretch. Brutal stretch. And then, of course, you know, this Curse of the Black Pearl is a massive launch for him again. And it's like, I guess maybe it was sort of, he had fallen off a little bit. And then this was revitalizing his career. But I thought he was going to be a bigger deal before he got to the Pirates movies than he is. He was kind of like a child star who had a couple big hits. but had He been was a sexy teen. That's kind of yeah. like what people loved back in the day. In the 80s, dude, they loved nothing more than like a hot 18-year-old. It was messed up. <laughs> All right. Then he's in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That's a pretty good movie. Secret Window, which was not a good movie. Horrible. Finding Neverland. Really bad. And they bad. And they lived happily ever after. Don't know it. And then he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, another one. Awful. This is like one of the worst movies of all time. Another Tim Burton. Was yep. that Tim Burton? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Brutal. And then he followed that up with uh, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. Where he just did the voice of another bad movie. Then he yeah. was in The Libertine. Did you ever do um, Sweeney Todd? I thought Sweeney Todd had already been out. Uh-uh. Maybe you're getting to that. Go ahead. Or The Libertine, Arranged Marriages, Davy and Gollumer, Doctor Who, The Empty Child, Buy the Ticket, Take the Ride, and then Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Okay. He's back. Yeah. I mean, maybe these are passion projects, but they're like not movies, not small movies that made a big splash in the art scene or anything. I don't even know what they are. And I think, does Sweeney Todd count as a movie or is that a musical? It's coming oh, it's up. A, it's a movie. Oh, okay. All right. Eric can see ahead. Then uh, Deep Sea, where he's the narrator of something. That, okay. Um, John Schneider's Collier Co. Hot Pursuit. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. There you go. And then he follows Terrible. that up with Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Okay. He's making a string of bad movies now. Um, he's in... Inclu- including at World's End? Loved it. What a fun ride. <laughs> Take me to the end. All right. He's in Gonzo, The Life and Work of Hunter S. Thompson. Public Enemies. No. I think Public Enemies was meant to get him back on track and i don't think it really did nobody liked that was movie. that the that was, was the that gangster was, movie uh, with bradley cooper and shit i think john dillinger john john dillinger yeah yeah nobody cares 
And then he's um, gonna do he's gonna do the one where he's, he's gonna like, do another one. Yeah, the butch. Yep. Yes. Yep. And yeah, I didn't man, like that movie. It was so boring too. All right, keep going. Then he's in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. The doors when you're the doors when you're strange. He narrates. Lego Hero Factory: Rise of the Rookies must be a video game. Alice in Wonderland, which I think everybody hated. Hated. The Tourist. Terrible. Billy Bishop goes to war. Rango, which was like a weird cartoon that the critics liked. I didn't like it. It's too boring. Pirates it it the, was so bad. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Okay. The Rum Diary. Um, this one does well, but he, uh, he was the producer. Never mind. Hugo, he no. produced it. Um, Dark Shadows. West of hmm. Memphis. For no good reason. Radio. Is it Man. bad that... Is it? Can I ask you a question? Is it bad that, like, as someone who feels like I have a pretty good Rolodex of movies that have come out since 1990, at least, and have seen a lot of them, that I don't recognize any of these titles? Right. No bells are ringing at all. Okay, here's one that will ring. Um, he was in The Lone Ranger. Oh, Army Hammer. Which was terrible. Our guy, Army. Then he followed that up with Transcendence. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Johnny Depp was playing Tonto. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, Johnny Tonto's Depp played a Native American, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, with my a, God. With a man who sexually likes to eat women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this ain't good. He followed that up with Transcendence, Tusk, and Into the Woods. Okay. Didn't even uh, know he was Tusk, into, Jimbo, into you woods, loved, but... you loved Tusk, didn't you? Which one was that? That was the the, the walrus. Like, oh, uh, yeah. You was he in Justin that? Long? Yeah. Johnny, I watched that movie. I actually kind of liked it, and I don't like most of the shit. That, see, uh... see, the Rolodex works. It does. I remember. I know that. I know that movie. I think it was like Stephen Root and Justin Long, and maybe uh, anyway. And apparently, but I remember up. that. And apparently, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Okay, then um, he was in Mordecai, Black Mass, Alice Through the Glass, Trash, Hugo Hugo Housers. Then he was in something, I don't know what this is. Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal, the movie, where it says he played Donald J. Trump. Did that happen? (laughs) That movie never happened. What the hell? Then he was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. For one scene. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man, Tell No Tales. And that's the final Pirates. Murder on the Orient Express. No good. Sherlock Gnomes. Wow. Doing voice work. (laughs) Um, Brothers in Arms. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. The Professor. Had had a prominent role in Grindelwald. Mm -hmm. Um, This is his highest grossing movie. Um, City of Lies. What? In 2018, it made 565,000. Oh, oh, never mind. No, no, never mind. Yeah, thousand. Sorry, it can't be. Um, <laughs> then he was More in Pirates. Like Eric, uh, we got to work on your commas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it just has all the numbers. One five nine point four M. Well, they were probably using they were probably using peppermint numbers. They're so literally quite. <laughs> <laughs> so good 
And that's it. That's him. No way. That's it, dude. <laughs> I think every one of us is exactly correct. Overrated. Wow. I'm kind of I like doing these, and then it changes our mind, and often they do. And I feel like this just fucking reinforced it on every single one. Yeah, I'm pretty stunned at at him and how bad he's been. Yeah, like when we did the Will Smith one, I think we all said he was probably maybe properly, and I think at the end we were like, dude, he's underrated. Actually, like he's got all these classic movies. Where's Johnny Depp's classic movies? Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I guess I mean his his pirates role we just witnessed was incredible. Um, otherwise, I don't know. It's just a little surprising. Blow was fantastic. We loved Blow. We loved um, Blow. Sweeney Todd was bad. Um, Platoon, Twenty One Jump Street, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. They're really old. Um, it's over. Edward Skizzer hands. Yeah. It's just a lot of like old things that he was in that people seem to like. But like before, before Eric listed all those, if I'd have said, "Can you list outside of Pirates and Tim Burton movies? Can you list five movies that Johnny Depp has done?" I don't know if any one of us could have named five, even though we just went through all of them. Yeah, no, I could have, but you know, not that like okay. I'd be naming great movies right. during it. Oh yeah, I suppose Gilbert Grape and so yeah, that's interesting. Well, I guess you know. Johnny's pulled off a couple of great fucking iconic roles, but I guess he's just really, really famous because he's he's a beautiful man. I think that's part of it. That's got to be a big part of it. But then he also has like so much money. Was it like wasn't the rumor that he was firing off like do, like friends that were um, cream like friends that were cremated like in cannons? Yeah, mm-hmm. Hunter S. Thompson with the cannon for like a million dollars. Yeah, like to, oh, he, to his, he, his like I read this really mirror. crazy article on him from Rolling Stone that was not complimentary. It was like not flattering. He was no, no, I think I read the like same suing one. everybody because he lost all his money, and but then they're like, it turned out he was just so fucking drunk he didn't know what the hell was going on at any time in his life. Like he pretty much is fucking Jack the Pirate. And it's not great. It's actually pretty sad. Captain. Captain. Yeah. Right. Jack Spatter. All right, guys. That was uh, enlightening and illuminating. And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess there's only one thing that could save Johnny Depp, and that's like a, a crime drama on HBO. Let's do it. Oh, he'd be perfect. Pirate, si- Pirate 6. <laughs> Maybe if he was like, uh, the, the, like the killer, though, that they were like chasing or something. Right. I'd love it. Yeah, that's it. All right, guys, that's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check out our sportscast from earlier in the week. It was really good. Uh, but until next time, thank you guys for hanging out with your best friends here on the Nordies Podcast.